Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. It's Pastor Julie, and we are in the third of our Welcome to the New series. And today we're going to be talking about healthy habits. We are in Romans today, chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, Feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, many of you may recognize the name Jack Shatama. He is an ordained elder in our Peninsula Delaware Conference, but he is also the director of Camp Pocomith in Centerville. He's been there forever, as two of my children were there while he was a director. Well, in the last 10 years or so, he has developed into a leadership and life coach. He has a blog, a podcast, and runs several leadership courses at Camp Pocomith, of which I have participated in them all at one time or another. He is also a published author of more than one book. Now this book, One New Habit, One Big Goal, Change Your Life in 10 Weeks, is very helpful for those looking to make a real change in their life. I have read it, but I've also put some of it into practice. The premise of the book is that every human being has something they can change, some new habit they can develop that will make their life better. And for the most part, people do want to make their lives better. Often, we do things like make resolutions, set goals of how we want our lives to look, and then try to figure out how to make them happen. But we don't always know the best way to go about making those changes. And this can lead to failures, then discouragement, and giving up. Been there? I know I have. In his book, Jack lays out a process for making big changes by starting small, with just one habit at a time. Now, I am certainly a person who just wants things to get done, get to the end result in the fastest and most efficient way possible. So it was hard for me to hear that the best way to achieve your ultimate goal is one step at a time. 
But I've found it really works better when we start with one thing and develop that as a habit and then move on to the next step. He talks about his prayer life and wanting to go deeper, developing the habit of praying each day for a set amount of time. Now, he started with just setting a time first thing in the morning and praying for one minute. After the first week, he moved to five minutes. And then by the end of 10 weeks, he had gotten to the point that praying in the morning was a habit. He didn't have to think about it, and it transformed his prayer life. There's a lot of good information in this little book, and I do recommend it to anyone looking to make a change in their lives. Now, I say all that because we're looking at developing healthy habits today, both in our individual lives and in the life of our church. In the last two weeks, we've talked about habits or behaviors that we need to either cast off or set aside, along with habits that we need to take up, and how to set a vision of what or who we want to be, how we want to be seen as followers of Christ and as the church in our community. Now, this morning, Paul breaks it down for us. What are the healthy habits of a healthy Christian, one that is following Jesus with a sound spiritual foundation? What are the habits of a healthy church that is following Christ's command to make disciples of all nations, one that loves God and their neighbors as themselves? Then how do we develop those habits that we want to see in ourselves and our church? His letter to the church in Rome has a lot to tell us. Now, I don't know if you really paid attention to the scripture this morning and were able to follow all of Paul's list of healthy habits, but there were 25 different actions in that list. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, and so on and so on. 25, that's a lot. How could we possibly do everything on that list? Well, the first thing we need to do is take a good, hard look at that list and agree that if we follow Christ, we are called to live like this. Now, this is a way of setting that vision that we talked about last week. What does a person or church who follows Jesus look like? How do they live? So if we believe that somehow this list doesn't describe a Christian or a Christian church, then we'll never even try to make any changes. Our faith in Christ requires our consent. One reason most of us end up failing at those healthy lifestyle changes is because deep down, we don't really want to change. We don't want to put in the effort. <clears throat> so if we don't believe that this list that Paul gives us describes our faith in Christ and how it calls us to live, we won't want to change anything in our lives, let alone put in the effort to make those changes. So the first step in making meaningful change to becoming the person God calls his followers to be is seeing that these behaviors are necessary and wanting to live this way. I pray that in your heart you really desire to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ and that you want Asbury to be a place where we can all live out the command to make disciples of all nations. In looking a bit deeper into this passage, yes, it has 25 different instructions or imperatives to being true disciples of Jesus Christ, but it's actually broken down into two areas or categories, how we live together in, as Christians in community and how we live as Christians in the world. Now, the first 13 instructions 
relate to the habits and behaviors of Christians living in community with one another. You could say the people in the, this church, in the church, but that would be excluding all other Christians everywhere around the world. So we'll just say Christian to Christian. The overarching instruction is to let love be genuine. And to be genuine is to be real or true, sincere and honest. The word genuine comes from a Latin word meaning innate or natural. In other words, our love for one another in the Christian community shouldn't be forced or fake. Love should be the key word that describes our relationships within the Christian community. How will we know? What will that look like? That's what the next 12 instructions lay out for us. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. If we are seen behaving badly or evil, as Paul might put it, we're not living the life Jesus is calling us to live. Do we steal from one another? Do we have compassion and pray for one another? Do we complain about everything without understanding and patience in our hearts? Do we give to those among us in need? Do we celebrate one another's accomplishments? When people enter this church, do we welcome them with the love of Christ? Do we take our place in the church, serving in leadership, taking part in its ministries and missions? What does genuine love for those in our church family or those that we serve look like to you? How do you see it made real in your own life, in this church? What habit could use some improvement? Now, the next arena for habits and behaviors, marks of a Christian in the world, are those that deal with our relationships outside the church, those in the world and in our community. Now, Paul cites 12 of these as well. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. Associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. Thirsty, give them a drink. Do not be overcome with evil but overcome evil with good. Now, the summary of how a Christian behaves in the first part was at the beginning. Let love be genuine. Here, the summary is the last part. Overcome evil with good. See, all of these behaviors deal with how we respond to the world around us when we interact with people who do not follow Jesus. We already know how we should act with one another all the ways that we show our love for one another and for God is genuine. 
This list is how we show those who do not have faith what true love, the love of God, really looks like. The world tells us to seek revenge, pay others back for what they have done to us. Paul tells us that Jesus has another way for those who follow him. We are to trust God in the vengeance and justice realm and love our neighbors as God loves them, no matter what they may have done to us, how they have treated us. We are to build relationships that are supportive, rejoicing and weeping with others as a show of love and solidarity, compassion and grace. We are to be peacemakers, giving ourselves to bringing the peace of Christ to the world. People of faith have received eternal life and redemption, but that doesn't make us better or more important than any of other God's creations. So we can't think of ourselves as somehow above anyone else, enlightened by our faith. That's pride. And one of the seven deadly sins that, hmm, we're supposed to turn away from when we accept Jesus as our Savior. When we do good things for and to those around us, we shine the light of love, the love of Christ, into someone's life. And that can bring them to the realization of their own sinfulness and their need for Christ. That's the burning coals thing. Not that we're condemning anyone to that burning place by doing good to them instead of repaying evil with evil. So, are we ready to live into all those behaviors? Are we ready to become the followers of Christ and the church that Paul tells us we should be? Well, that's great. But the question is, where do we start? Each one of us has to decide how we are going to let our love be genuine to our fellow Christians and then overcome the evil in the world with good. There are so many things we can do. How do we know which ones? Shouldn't we do them all? Well, yes, but as we all probably know by now, faith is a journey. We are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it takes time. As Jack Shatama reminds us, the best way to go is one habit at a time. Maybe you need a deeper prayer life. Maybe you need to read your Bible some more to understand how God wants you to live. Maybe you need to develop some patience. Maybe you need to learn to give more to those in need. Maybe we, as a church, need to spend more time learning about each other and developing relationships with our fellow members of this congregation instead of looking at someone week after week and not even knowing their name or how long they've been here. Now, this is where that challenge group that's starting today comes in. Set a goal to develop one new habit. It doesn't have to be huge, just a step in the direction you want to go. If you want to develop better relationships with other people at Asbury, the habit you might want to go for is learning the names of three different people each week you didn't know before. If you want to read your Bible more, set the habit of just sitting with your Bible for one minute the first day and then adding one minute each week. If you want to be welcoming to the strangers, commit to being an usher once a month. Develop patience by taking three big, deep breaths when you get frustrated. That's not too hard for anyone. 
Make three phone calls a week to encourage someone that might need to hear a friendly voice. Volunteer to be on the worship team. See, there are so many steps you can take to move closer to being the disciple Paul is talking about here. Sign up for that challenge that starts today. One great thing is that you'll be encouraging one another along that four-week commitment. And growing relationships, too. Celebrate your small successes. God smiles just watching you make the effort and the commitment. And then there's Asbury. How can we, as a church, develop some new habits that will help us serve our community and make disciples for Jesus Christ? The opportunities are endless. Maybe we'll start some new Bible studies that are virtual and accessible to anyone. Maybe we'll talk to some key community members, start a new mission to address a new need. Maybe we'll start a new kind of worship service. Maybe we'll have some activities that build relationships with people in our community. We will be growing and learning, trying some new and different things. Whatever we can to build those relationships, connect with our community, and show them the love of Christ. And maybe you're the one that has that new idea. Share it with us. Support us, too, as we look to our new habits and behaviors that will move us closer to being the church that God has called us to be and the one where our community will see the love of Christ in everything we do. How can we do that in this new year? What habit will we start with? How can you become a part of our mission to make disciples? See, with God, all things are possible. So let's go and grow as we walk with Christ. Share the love of Christ with each other and with the world. One step, one new habit at a time. And in the grace and name of Christ, we will be overcoming evil with good, and our love will be genuine. Amen.